Hello, welcome, welcome. So excited for this episode of the Grind Culture Detox. My name is Heather Archer, and I'm so happy to invite this guest to the show because she is just an amazing healer and an amazing friend, and it's been amazing to grow with her. This is Noma Kosi. What are we going to be talking about today, Noma? We're going to talk about a lot. It's all good and exciting stuff. We want to talk about how we step into our confidence and how we live life on our own terms, set our own rules, and continue as empowered beings that we are. Awesome. And also, make sure you like and subscribe and share this podcast, we are building a movement around reimagining what work and professionalism looks like. The support that we get from folks really sharing this content is super valuable. We're going to talk about what does it look like to be professional and to be really career and mission driven and wanting to do that on your own terms and um, to maintain your sovereignty and spirituality. Noma, what does it mean? What does it mean to live a life on your own terms? Heather, for me, living life on my own terms means having agency over my time, my body, my spirit, my energy, really being living fully as who I who I was created to be and being unapologetic about that. Mm. All of that, all of that. Yeah. I just think of the word sovereignty and Mm -hmm. it's something that makes me, it's a soothing word for me. And Mm -hmm. that's what you just said and, and why I always come back to that word, but we do live in a capitalist economy and especially, you know, we're both women of color. What does it look like to do what you just said within that kind of structure, how can we navigate that? How can we live our life on our own terms? I think it's important to recognize that a lot of the limitations that we perceive, limitations that have been given to us throughout our childhood, society has imposed a lot of these limitations that we feel and we perceive. There is a life beyond those limitations if you are willing and if you're courageous to say the rules that have been imposed on me and I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what life on my own terms looks like, what it feels like. And it's not easy. I say all that, not to say it's easy. There's a lot that you have to overcome. There's a lot of inner work that you need to do, which Mm -hmm. is very uncomfortable. There are things that you're going to have to let go. Things that felt comforting or were comfortable to you, you almost have to let go of some of those things to be able to step into that reality of living life on your own terms. It really takes courage to do the work. You're going to make decisions or take choices in life that people around you are living on that level of limitation they're going to look at you and question everything that you do and you have to be okay with that you have to have that courage and the 
conviction. It has to be something within you that you just know there's another way to living life beyond what I've been taught and sold. That was somebody else's dream. That's not my dream. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I have to share an observation. I wanted to ask you a question around embodiment, but I'm just noticing how you're embodying what you're saying right now, because you're talking about courage and I'm seeing orange behind you, the sacral chakra, the seed of your creativity. And then I'm also seeing fur (laughs) and it's making me think of a lion. So courageous. Wow. That's amazing. On that note around embodiment, it's one thing to say, I'm going to live life on my own terms. Mm -hmm. And then it's another thing to do it. You talked about some of the limitations and a lot of the doubts. We got to overcome self-doubt and the doubts of others on this path and on this journey. What are some of the practices that you use to embody living a life on your own terms? For me, a powerful practice. This is something I've been doing for many, many, many years. Heather, back in the day, (laughs) I remember we were some young things, just kind of very curious about life and spirituality. And we were embarking on this spiritual journey. I feel very side by side and meditation was one of the practices that I discovered back then. It's something that has really been a constant for me and it's really important. It's one thing that one practice that I cannot go a day without Mm. some form of meditation Mm. because it keeps me grounded in a way that is almost survival. I need to have that connection and that alignment to the source, to God. I need that. (laughs) Meditation is one practice that is really important for me. I start my day off in meditation. Before I even open my eyes, I'm already in meditation. Mm. Some days I could be in that state for an hour and some days it's five minutes, whatever I need for that moment, I receive through meditation. So that's a really important practice for me. Another practice is shadow work. Woof. (laughs) Uh, That's been a good one. It's very new to me. I started shadow work during the pandemic. Thanks to you, Heather, you mentioned it. You said, you know, have you heard of shadow work? And, you know, and I've heard of talk of the shadow, but I'd never known what it entailed or how to actually tap into that shadow self. Now that I have, I feel it's allowed me to be more free. That's a big piece. I feel living on your own terms is having that freedom because I used to be a perfectionist. So really showing up for me back then was really hard because it was a lot of fear, fear of not being enough, fear of making a mistake, not saying the right thing or doing the right thing. When I was able to connect to my shadow, it really allowed me to have a lot of freedom. That's been really powerful for me. Another big one, it's breath work. <laughs> it's a lot of work here, but breath work. That's why I said it's not easy. It really takes a lot of effort. Let's make sure that we're all on the same page about these terms. What is shadow work? Let's start there. Okay. What is that? Our shadow 
is the aspect of ourselves that has been hidden. It's the aspect of ourselves that we don't want to look at or even acknowledge. It's that part of ourselves that is held in shame. We fear that aspect being exposed. So we keep it hidden in the shadows. It could be jealousy. It could be boastfulness. Uh, any aspect that is not considered a good trait to have is going to be a shadow aspect. One way of discovering what your shadow is, think of somebody you just cannot stand. You know, that person that just gets under your skin, whatever that trait of that person is, you just want to go the other direction. That is most likely an aspect of yourself that is hidden in your shadow. You're projecting that onto that person. When you are able to take ownership of your shadow, because you can't heal what you refuse to own or right. refuse to recognize. When you allow yourself to see those aspects of yourself, I'll give an example of myself. I was somebody who could not stand people who I thought were judgmental. Mm -hmm. People who came off as judgmental really bothered me. I recognized that I am somebody who is also very judgmental. My judgment may not always be the same as other people. I consider myself someone who's pretty open-minded, but sometimes if I'm judging somebody who I feel closed-minded, that's still a judgment. Recognizing that I have that in myself allowed me to recognize when it shows up and heal that part of myself. Because I'm judging others, I'm really judging myself. Mm -hmm. It comes back to that idea of saying, I've been able to free myself from some of those traits. That's what your shadow is. Yes. Thank you, Noma. So many great gems there. If I think about my shadow, a big part that I'm still negotiating is I've definitely spent a lot of time being angry at white racists in America. Mm. There was a long time where I couldn't see my shadow with that. And a lot of that has to do with navigating ableism. I'm somebody who has abilities. I don't have a disability and that has caused me to not see mm. to be steeped in my privilege that I don't mm -hmm. see it and okay. I'm like that's something that I've been sitting with so we talked about shadow work now what is breath work breath work that's another discovering breath work has been a life-changing experience for me I was struggling with grief I lost my father in 2011 and I lost my mom in 2016 losing my mom who was my best friend, she was my everything, the center of my life, was a very traumatic experience for me. And so I was struggling with that after her passing. I was really struggling with grief because I was somebody, I feel very deeply, but I always keep it under the surface and I don't really like to feel vulnerable. Having a lot of emotions, sometimes you can feel out of control. I didn't like the feeling of not being in control. So I would really suppress a lot of my emotions. It was manifesting in me being sick and I was not doing well. I needed to figure out how to navigate my grief. I needed tools to help me 
with coping with the grief and the universe gifted me with a breathwork session it was very spontaneous it was not something I knew I was going to do that evening it was a gift from the universe um, that it happened and wow they say one hour of breath work is equivalent to about three years of therapy. I personally believe that because of just how transformative that experience was for me, how much emotion was lifted off of me. When we do breath work, we're really connecting to our life force. When you think of the breath, it is our life force. It is the energy that connects us to life itself. When you think of children or babies, for example, imagine a little baby, how they breathe. They breathe deeply. They take really full, deep breaths as we get older and life starts to affect us. We start to breathe more shallow. Mm. And by the time we're adults, we're not fully breathing in. So each time you get startled or you feel an emotion coming on, we have a tendency to hold our breath. If you think throughout a lifetime of really holding your breath, what that's doing to the body. And so breath work is a form of meditation using your breath to allow you to release a lot of emotion that is just deep, deep, deep down within the body. The body feels everything that you are feeling, your body feels it and you hold on to it in different areas of our body. You know, we, we have energy centers. When you're not allowing yourself to release emotion as it comes, you are affecting your body. When I had that first breathwork session, by the time I got home and my best friend saw me and she said, oh my God, you look lighter she saw it. She was able to just see this cloud that had just been lifted from a lifetime of holding on to a lot of emotion. And from that moment, I was just in love with breathwork. And so it's another practice that I do regularly. I have a standing breathwork session I do on Sundays throughout the week. If I needed breathwork, naturally, you know, as we do yoga or meditation, accessing your breath and just breathing is so powerful noticing how you're breathing day to day, not in a meditative state, but just as you're living your life, it's really important to take full breaths deep mm -hmm. into that belly. And I was definitely introduced to breath work through you, Noma. I think you're the first person I heard talk about it. And, and then I heard about it more mm -hmm. after we're doing the breath work sessions that I've done with you has been really, really supportive in my spiritual path. So how does this all connect? We talked about shadow work. We talked about breath work. We talked about meditation. How are these things, how do they connect back to this concept of living life on your own terms and making a- Whatever your goals and your vision for your life is, in order to get there, you have to align. You have to be a vibrational match to the things that you desire. Um, into the life that you desire. If living life on your terms is something that you desire to have, you have to become a vibrational match to that. First of all, you have to believe that you are worthy. You have to believe that you are worthy to have a life that is led on your own terms. It's important that you do the inner work. The inner work is really, really important. My work is as a style consultant, not only 
do I work on the aesthetic or on the image and the outer expression? It's really about connecting to the inner essence. These practices really allow you to tap in within so that you can start healing and releasing and then be begin to embody what it is that you desire to see manifested in your life. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Just really <laughs> understanding what they don't teach you about this stuff. Like when you take this path, you do have to do the healing work to step into that life of abundance or to self-actualize. Mm -hmm. It does require dropping many limiting beliefs that would mm -hmm. keep us away from the life of our dreams. What does that mean? I mean, like, because you're not doing the nine to five. No. <laughs> I, I emancipated myself. <laughs> from the nine to five. <laughs> what, um, okay, what kind of advice would you give mm -hmm. to somebody who wants to take this leap? What advice would you give to them? My advice would be to start to look at what is, what's really stopping you from stepping into that life that you want. Really start to ask those hard questions and recognize are you the one who's holding yourself back a lot of times we make excuses for not living on our own terms really asking yourself those difficult questions and recognizing hmm i say i want this but do i really believe that i deserve that if you don't feel worthy of something you're not going to manifest it or even if you were to manifest it you're not going to hold on to that it's really important to have that self-belief. I feel like that's the first and most important step. Secondly, I feel it's really important to have a vision. You can't create anything without having that vision, knowing what it is that you want to create. I love visioning your life and really going down to the details of what it is that you want. If you're confused about what you want, there's gonna be a lot of confusion. It's really important to have a clear, clear vision. Another tip that I have is about really getting clear on what it is that you want. So having a vision is really important. In order to create any life for yourself, you have to be able to have a vision. Really taking the time to be creative and be imaginative about what the possibilities are. We were talking earlier about limitations, thinking outside of the box. If X, Y, Z was not a limitation for me, mm. what is the life that I would be living? If money wasn't a limitation, if where I live was not a limitation, if my relationships were limited, what would I be doing? Really being able to tune into your soul's calling takes that courage to really ask those hard questions and then see the vision and create that vision without any limitations. Then you start to take baby steps. You start to see this is the big vision, break it down to smaller digestible goals that you can actually implement. At first, if your goal is to emancipate yourself from a nine to five, for example, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and go to your manager and say, Hey, I quit. You know, that's just not practical, but what can I do tomorrow mm -hmm. that is going to get me closer to being able to quit my job? You have to ask 
deep thoughtful questions when we ask ourselves also ask the universe or your source god whoever whatever you believe supports you if it's your guides ancestors whatever supports you in your life you want to co-create with that energy really making space and room for spirit to lead you because sometimes we don't know the answers we just don't know them consciously when you ask the right question you will undoubtedly get a response those would be my tips something you can start working on today is crafting a vision if you don't already have it yeah and you know i want to think to the folks that might be listening to this and being like yeah well that's easy to just kind of pretend well, what would i do what would i dream and for those folks that might be listening to and thinking that i would yeah. say developing that muscle around play and imagination if you mm -hmm. can't see something greater mm -hmm. then start with building that imagination muscle and and so Noma, what would you say about play and imagination and how that can support stepping into the life that you want? I think it's really important. I love your grind culture detox and I feel supports stepping outside of that grind culture is the aspect of play and connecting to our inner child and really allowing ourselves to enjoy life. If you're creating a life, I truly believe you should enjoy it. You should experience pleasure. You are worthy of that. Having some daily practices that help you step into that. One thing I would say for me to get into my flow state, our flow state is that point of our genius. The work that we do that doesn't even feel like work because it's so intuitive and it lights us up and we're just in the zone. So it, starting my off with the work that excites me really sets the tone for the rest of my work. We work for ourselves. Even if you're working for somebody else, there's tasks that you have to do that just don't find as enjoyable. There's just things you have to get done that you may not care to do or don't find pleasure out of. But if you start off with that energy of working in that flow state, it helps you throughout. It's like a ripple effect. And so everything else that follows that becomes more enjoyable because you're in the zone. That's one tip that I have for people who want to infuse play into their work. Another tip for me is I love getting dressed, Heather, as you already know. <laughs> and that is part of my play is dressing up. It's really important. Obviously, it kind of changed some of our morning rituals. I still wanted to keep that aspect of dressing up because it's so important for me. It really allows me to, to play. And so thinking for yourself, if you're somebody who wants to infuse play is how do you get ready for work? What are the rituals around getting ready for work, getting dressed? You can make that something that's more enjoyable, more fun. Thinking about what it is that you want your day. So as you're setting your intentions for the day and you think it helps you plan out your day because you're like, okay, I have this meeting, I have this, I have that going on. It helps you plan out the day and you're thinking of, well, how do I need to show up for these activities that are going to be taking place? What do I want to express through my outfit or my look? Getting dressed can be fun in that way because you're allowing yourself to have fun with who you are stepping out into the world and representing yourself at. That's another way that I personally infuse place. I like to 
start off my day having fun <laughs> and it just naturally just ripples into the rest of my day. I love, look, I did not stop dressing up. If anything, yes. like, I felt <laughs> more safe to kind of embrace my mm-hmm. style because I didn't have to go out and about, get catcalled or whatever. Can I say, I love what you have going on today. Thank Definitely you. an Electra. Uh, <laughs> I learned from the best. Electra, giving us Electra. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely dress for my own sense of self-confidence. I think a lot of times we're told that we need to dress up for our mm. significant others. and. I think, you know, I dress up for myself to feel good. Exactly. So. And can I add, even people who may go to a job that requires a uniform, you may feel like your individuality mm-hmm. is a little stifled because you have to wear this uniform, but there are other ways that you can enhance your essence. Even if you are wearing a uniform, think about how you style your hair. Think about your makeup look. If you're somebody who wears makeup, little things that you can do, but even if you have a, a uniform, if, for example, if you're a nurse and you have to wear scrubs, you could get your scrubs tailored to fit nicely. You don't have to necessarily wear the baggy scrubs. You can actually play with your uniform as much as you can in an appropriate professional way. It's so important to feel confident in how you look and really be able to express your inner essence through your outer expression. I've never heard that before. I never thought about <laughs> taking scrubs to get tailored. That yes. Awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen, as women, it, it's important to feel at home in our skin and in our second skin, which is our clothing. We should always feel at home and you should feel comfortable and confident. If you're somebody who wants to be able to really accentuate whatever part of your body and not hide it tailoring is perfect (laughs) you know take it in here take it in there make sure Mm -hmm. it's nicely fitted there's always a way there's always a way Heather (laughs) wow my mind's getting blown but yes (laughs) I think that's a very important thing to uplift what are some ways that we can in society where we're kind of supposed to be homogenous look Mm -hmm. the same What are these ways that we can show up in our authentic selves? What about this healing-centered practice that you're going to hit us with before we exit out? Just for listeners and for viewers, we want to create a community of practice. It's one thing to talk about this and to discuss. That's really important and transformative. Also, being in practice with each other, creating a community of practice is how we can start to see this transformation wanting to share space with you in that. And if you haven't already done so, like, comment, subscribe, definitely share this with somebody. So what do we got today? I wanted to share a practice that I do on a daily basis and has been really effective in helping me reprogram my subconscious mind. We've talked a lot about really tapping into how we've been programmed and how do we change some of this program? How do we reprogram some of these beliefs that we have that are so limiting and hold us back? For me, this practice has been so powerful on so many levels and it's something that can 
help you magnify your intentions and your affirmations because it really is a self-reflective exercise. It allows you to see yourself clearly. It's what you know they call mirror work or the mirror exercise. I like to call it mirror magic. <laughs> mirror magic is what it mirror is. Mirror magic, okay? <laughs> because it's been so magical in my life and it's created so much healing for me and really allowing me to integrate a lot of the work that I do through meditation, breath work, and shadow work. So it's looking at myself or you looking at yourself in the mirror. And I encourage you to do this on a daily basis. At first, people don't want to look in the mirror too closely. You Mm kind of do it, but you don't really look through your own eyes, have that moment. It's really powerful when you do this in a safe and sacred way. If you've never done it before, I encourage you to set the scene, whether it's in your room, wherever your sacred space is, get yourself a nice mirror. You can use a full length mirror, or if all you have is just a pocket mirror, whatever mirror that you have access to, and really allow yourself to get really calm and relaxed, because that's an important part of um, acting the subconscious is You have to be very relaxed, set the mood with some music that's really soothing, have some candlelight, just get yourself in that space so that you can be uninterrupted. I would say between 10 to 20 minutes to start uninterrupted time where you're just going to look at yourself, look at your reflection, look into your own eyes, and you're going to repeat affirmations that help celebrate you, affirm who you are right now in this moment, repeat, I am proud of, and follow that with a few things that you are proud of yourself for. You want to also affirm self-love. I love you. Saying that in the mirror alone, just I love you and following it up with your name is so powerful. I know the first time I did it, I was brought to tears because sometimes you feel like, hey, I love myself, but When you really are in that moment and there's no judgment, it's just you and you, a lot of the honest feelings that you have towards yourself come up because you're not hiding, you're exposed. And so saying I love you alone is so powerful. And then repeating whatever your favorite affirmations are, whatever it is that you need in that moment, repeating that to yourself for five minutes in the mirror on a daily basis is so powerful and it really helps you step into the version of yourself. You can follow that with statements that you want to embody. If it's abundance in the mirror, you repeat, I am abundant. Mm -hmm. I am abundant. I'm worthy of abundance. I'm worthy of luxury. I'm worthy of whatever it is that you desire to experience in your life. And it's so powerful. Mirror magic. I am juiced. It's so powerful, Heather. So So basically just to recap, You need a mirror, you need a sacred space, and you need about 10 to 15 minutes. For the first time, if you've never done it before, give yourself some time to really have a full experience where you sit there to look at yourself and see what comes up. You're going to notice the the limiting beliefs are going to come up. And so you want to recognize what they are and follow them up with what you want to reprogram yourself with, which are the affirmations, those positive affirmations. And you start slow. Part of this is really being able to believe what it is that you're affirming to yourself. So really starting slow is really important. So you're not 
overwhelming yourself. Um, that's basically how I do it. And now I, I can't pass my reflection without affirmation coming up naturally. It's just a part of what I do now. Mm. And if you're like, and it's also a good way for raising your vibration because if you have something that you need to get done or you're feeling low energy, being in front of the mirror and pumping yourself up and being your own cheerleader, I'm telling you that will work wonders. It's a powerful exercise. And on that note of being your own cheerleader, mm-hmm. where can we find you? You've dropped a lot of gems on us and... Folks are probably intrigued. What is next and what services do you provide, Noma? I'm a brand and style consultant. That's one of the aspects of myself. I'm a multifaceted woman. I love to share and guide women through inner and outer transformation. Like I said earlier, connecting your outer expression with your inner essence, really allowing women to become their most authentic self and styling their lives in an authentic way that allows them to become magnetic. I love the word magnetic, being magnetic women. So that's my thing, magnetic style, helping you connect to your magnetic presence. You walk into a room and you are authentic and you are commanding and you're powerful and you feel confident. Find me on my digital home, which is my website, nomandebele.com. I'm also on Instagram, queen of the tribe that's q period u e e n of the tribe on instagram and i am always happy to be invited to help spirited women like you heather really co-create their new identities and their realities yes and i have a saying it's noma never steers you wrong there's just a certain person in terms of styling of any kind, digital or in person, we got to go through the no, no stamp of approval. It's like an insurance check. You've really helped me to stay true to me in the process, that. empowering me to be my authentic Electra self. <laughs> it's important, Heather. And I think a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to really fully show up as ourselves. And so... When you do, it's just empowering and people love it. People fear being judged for who they really are. And the opposite is true. People are actually drawn to who we are. Why hide? We need to live out loud and proud. <laughs> live yeah. out loud and proud. Always a pleasure. Thank you uh, for everything that you do. And for everybody listening in, this has been the Grind Culture Detox. And this podcast is created to let folks know that another way is possible. There are folks who are living life on their own terms and you can too. We're in this journey together. We're all starting from wherever we're starting from. There's Mm -hmm. no judgment there. It's just really trying to create a better life for ourselves one day at a time. So thank you for tuning in and until next time, peace. Peace. Thank you, Heather.